Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 175. Six. 176, because I missed 175. I'm a bad person, a bad host, but I am so back. We have Dakota. We have Tom on the ones and twos. This week, Zach is on the West Coast. He's playing out at Dodger Stadium. Is he at Dodger Stadium right now? Uh, Yes. He's at Dodger Stadium right now. Yes. Uh, on his West Coast swing. The Dodgers last night gave uh, Miggy a Hollywood star. That was their gift to Miggy. Which I did see cool. that. Which is a cool gift. Did they do that for Jeter, too? I, I don't remember that, but it, it seems possible. I hope they're not recycling gifts, though. Recycling. I feel like that's a little little low-hanging fruit, that gift, though. Like, I'm, I want something a little, a little different. I don't know. I have, two, I have two things to say. My first thing is that the test of any real Yankee fan should be to know every gift that Jeter was given on his farewell tour. And if you can't not name a real him, fan. Not a real, not a real Yankee fan. Number two, I think that they should have given Miggy a bottle of Parse rum. I love Parse. You love Parse. When I say Parse, you say rum, Parse. Rum. Oh, to go to one. Tom's not lying. I would give Miggy a bottle of Parse rum because Parse is the best rum out there. And every time you buy a bottle, you plant a tree in Columbia. So go to Benny's, go to your local store, get a bottle of Parse, stock up. Winter's coming. Tom, I want to start with you. I just want to get it. I just want to get out of the way. It's over. I mean, it's been over. I, I think I declared. No, no, there was life. There was some light at the end of the tunnel. There was life. There was some excitement. But it's a, are they officially out of the playoffs? No, no. They, oh, they, it's not over. They're only six. Over. There's still a chance. They're six back with twelve to play. I can't believe against the I can't believe you said it was over. Tom literally said not sixty seconds ago, right before we got on, he said, "Well, the Yankees are out, so I don't pay attention to baseball anymore." They're not out, Tom. Okay, that's that's not what I said. They're still hoping. That's misconstruing what I said. When they rattle off twelve in a row, and they get in the playoffs, you're going to be the one with the biggest foam finger cheering them on. If they go eleven and one down the season, are they in? There's a chance. They have There's a lot against back. the Blue Jays left. I believe they have six games left against the Blue Jays. So that would that would help them. Tom, Tom's sitting here saying they're done, but he knows their schedule and he knows there's a road. Listen, they're done. Go. They're done. I'm they're just saying there is a lot left against the Blue Jays. I know what you're doing right now. You're trying to reverse jinx it. Just give yourself a little bit of hope. A little glimmer. They could if they sweep the Blue Jays twice. And they're a half game back going into the final series. Tom, are you freaking out? Oh, you're freaking out. Yeah. I mean, if they get you a half game out, sure. Right now, it, it, but there's six out currently. So, but that's so much better than it was. Like the fact they even have a chance. Yeah. I mean, they're 76 and 74, though. It's not like they're playing great baseball. But it would be nice if they kept that streak live finishing above 500. Sure. Nice. I'm kind of with Tom on that one, where that one is just like, eh, whatever. I think it's a cool thing. I, think I mean, making, I agree it's a cool thing, but like, yeah. really, this, this you're playing for rings. You're not playing for finishing. Yeah, well, they haven't finished under 500 in 30 years. Jeter's so, yeah. last year, weren't they close? Wasn't Jeter's last year, they were like barely over 500? 
Yeah, that was probably, I think they were probably like 83 and 79 or something. Yeah. By the way, it doesn't look like the uh, the Dodgers gave Jeter anything. I don't think they played them. I'm, I'm looking through every, there's a rank. Oh, yeah, they probably, they probably wouldn't have paid. Yeah, they wouldn't have played yeah. them because of this whole, we're doing a bounce game. Uh, uh, wait, I remember. can I say something? Nope. Stop. Stop it. Damn it. Do you, Tom, I'm mad at you. You're so spoiled as a Yankee fan that you're like championships, championships, championships. <laughs> if their worst seasons are four games above 500, you can't fathom what like 62 and a hundred feels like you can't, you can't even, oh. you can't even process it. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. I think you, that. I think you would melt into a pile of goop. If they went in a year that was 62, can you imagine in the first two months of the season, them being like having 10 going like 10 and 17, 10 and 17, 10 and 17 back to back in April and May, you would be like, "Ah." and then that was that for the whole year. Getting so upset. That's just not the Yankees. It doesn't. It doesn't happen to the Yankees. That's, I think there's also there's also two types of fans when your team falls out of it. There's the team. There's the fan that still is going to watch every single game and watch almost every single inning, and then there's the fan that can like consciously uncouple from the season and be like, "Hey, the season's over. See you again next year." Uh, I lean. Which one more, are you? I lean more towards that second group. I mean, I work in baseball, so it's a little different. I'm always paying attention to Yankee score, but I've definitely watched significantly less Yankee games in August and September than I have in years past. I will say fans that still live and die when the team's out kind of crazy to me. Like I'm kind of the same way. Like I love like my teams, but like say the lions are three and 10. Like I don't care about their last couple games. Like hopefully they play well, but you know, it's over. What am I watching for development of young players? I agree with you, Dakota. I mean, I, I I respect those people, but I think it's a little sadistic as well that you're like, I'm determined to watch this failing operation all the way yeah. it sinks into the ocean. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. young players. That's what you watch for. I know you keep a notepad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what <laughs> keep is Tom sitting there like? 84. That's a good route, kid. <laughs> Tom's down there writing reports on like all the young guys they called up and just keeping notes for next year. Like, oh, man, where's that Austin Wells at? He was a good player for us last year. Got to keep your notes. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about? Listen, no. I know last week you guys went on a little bit of a football rant. Okay, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I will say Zach didn't really talk much about all the good stuff that happened to the Jets, and then now they had a bad week. They were close. They didn't get it done. He's probably a little sad now. Zach's such a pessimist. He. He was like texting how the Jets like something bad was going to happen before the season even started. It's like the preseason. And he's like, it's too good to be true. Can't go well. It can't end well. That was tough to hear. It was tough to hear. It was tough to hear his pessimism the whole time. Do you want to talk about football for 32 seconds? Uh, Did you see the Nick Chubb injury last night? Oof. Disgusting. Really gross. And uh, I guess he tore that knee back and. Like 2015, too. I so. heard that. Yeah. He tore like ACL, MCL, PCL or something. Yeah. And dislocated his knee in 15. It looks like it looks like that's happened again because <sighs> that thing was the wrong way. Uh, remember, Saquon also the, sprained his ankle. Do you remember the 2000 and either one or 2002 
uh, Ohio State Miami national championship, and that was it. Willis McGahey, whose name? Oh yes, it went yeah. backwards. It, it yeah, might have been that one. Might have been Nick Chubb. Might have been worse than that. I don't even like. I can't. I got a tough time watching those. Like I saw on Twitter, like the slow view from the like left side of that of Chubbs, and I was like, I get uncomfortable. Yeah, it gives me the gives me the inside inside That's willies there. Brutal. Oof. Football's a crazy game. Yeah. Uh, Lions lost in overtime. One of let's see, one of your teams won in Steelers. Uh, Bears lost. Justin Fields might not be the guy. Um, who's your other team? Brownies lost to the Steelers. I think the Bengals lost. Bengals stink. Lost to the so Ravens. Not, yeah, all the teams I could claim there. Uh, not sure how the Bengals are bad. They're not. They don't stink. Joey Bro does this every year. Yeah, they're gonna be He's like fine. notorious for slow starts. Yeah, that's gonna be fine. Bears, a uh, little bit. There's a little bit of panic. A little bit of panic about the Bears. It feels like in the city. That's what. The, that's what it well, feels like. You know why? Because all the fans' energy are focused on the Cubbies. I'm a positive guy, so maybe I'm going to stage a standing ovation before the next game. But you know what? I'm a positive guy. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Yeah, a lot of of football. A lot of football. You're a big football guy. Big football guy. (laughs) Off day yesterday, did you watch football? No. Ah. Sorry. I I I I had two TVs going. Both games. There's two Monday football games this year. Yeah, Steelers, <laughs> Steelers, Browns, and uh, Saints, Panthers. Yeah, no, I didn't want that. Didn't watch that. <laughs> that how's not, that? How's not... that? How's that quarterback for the Panthers? Uh, yeah, it looks all right. I think the Texans QB looks better. Stroud looks better. The one from yeah. Ohio State, Bryce Young went so. to Bama. Uh, Tom, last week when they were talking football, were you just like, what was happening? I didn't, I didn't watch it. I listened to it. Were you, were you? Saying, were you waving your hands and saying, "Stop talking about football"? Were you giving dirty looks? No, it was. It, I think it was fine. I mean, I didn't love it to start the show as as the producer. I would have preferred we put that at the end. But then yeah. when Scott, we took a commercial break and then came back and started doing more football. I was like, we gotta. We, this yeah. isn't a football show. He didn't right, we gotta bring. He this went right back into it and he said, "He said just just one more just one more thing, Tom." I tried to wrap it up multiple times because I knew I was like, we were no one's listening right now. We got no one still listening. This is all football. And Scotty just couldn't stop talking football. Scotty I, loved it. Yeah. He definitely could have gone on for a couple hours. I want to talk about Wainwright, 200 wins. Easy. See that? That is crazy. Probably, you know, the biggest reason why he stuck around this year was to get to 200 big milestone huge number what was didn't he like not have a win until not this one but the one before didn't he not have a win since like july he went like six weeks without a win right yeah i think think he went a couple months without a win or or a month and a half and you know what he's meant to that organization i playing against them for you know the last seven years and the combination of him and Yachty, of course. But, you know, he's been at the top of that rotation since um, I came into to the big leagues. You know, him, Carlos Martinez was there. You know, they had guys that came in and out of the rotation, but he was always a constant and always kind of like when we would play, you know, Waka was there and some of these other guys. But 
you know, if we were playing a big game, if we were playing Sunday night baseball, like sub, like him and it always felt like him and Yadi were on the mound. And I probably have my most at bats against one pitcher against him uh, in my career. And I've kind of thought about, you know, probably his last year. There's no other guy in the division that like I'll have faced my entire career now. Like now that he's gone, like there's there's not one dude from Pirates, uh, Milwaukee, all these teams that like has been there since 17, which is like a little bit of a weird thing for me. But unbelievable career, 200 wins. I think he's the seventh most of been amongst active pitchers right now. I Go have ahead, it in Tom. front of me. How many guys do you think have 200 wins actively pitching? You think seven, Dakota? Uh, actively right now. Like, actively right now. I know Verlander, Grinky. I'm going to say like four. Five. I don't think I'm missing one. Five. Does, does Kershaw have seven? I don't think. Oh, yeah, Kershaw. Kershaw's got So it's Wainwright at 200, Kershaw at 209, Scherzer at 214, Granky at 224, and then Verlander 255. It is crazy how we'll never ever see someone get 300 wins ever again. Like, I feel like I feel pretty confident saying that, but that'll never ever happen again. Mm, I don't think so. You have to get 20 wins a year for. 15, 15 years and no one years? like steals close to like at what 16 wins and that's crazy like people just don't He's win having a great year yeah i mean i'm looking i'm looking at wainwright stats you know you're not going to make more than 34 starts a year that's like max max but you're probably going to make you know you're in every you every fifth day you're making 31 to 33 so it means you're winning two-thirds of your starts wainwright won 19 in 2009, he won 20 in 2010, he won 19 in 2013, 20 in 2014. So he's got two 20s and, and two 19s. Pretty impressive. Is that four this straight year, years? Uh, In the middle of that, he went 14 and 13 oh, okay. in 2012. But um, he has a 610 winning percentage, which is just like bananas. And I think even like his... His ability to just keep them in games and win games, like I think it's one of the most underrated things about starting pitchers. Like people say wins don't matter. Like I think of Wainwright and John Lackey and like the dudes of that era that just cared about winning the game. And like if they gave up three in the first, like they were keeping their team in it to let them scratch back so that they would leave with like a four three lead. Like that was the type of dude that felt like and like to have a six ten winner percentage over your career, he's got you know, 2,600 innings he pitched. You know, every year he made his starts and, you know, he's got a three and a half career ERA, like pretty impressive numbers over the course of a 18. It's a good point. Career. Like people say wins don't matter. And I like lean towards agreeing with that because, you know, it's kind of luck versus unlucky, like how you get wins. Like you can, throw seven scoreless and not get a win, or you could give up six and five innings and get a win. But getting that many wins, like you said, like tells me Wainwright always kept the game close. Like Lester always kept the game close. Like even if, like you said, like they grind to give you six innings, three runs, four runs, like your team's still in the game. Like you can't get 200 wins by not doing that. No, and I think I think everybody's played with or against guys that – you have dudes that will end the season with a uh, you know three two or three and a half, but they're like eight and ten, mm -hmm. or like they're nine and nine. Like Degrom, 
what was it, like, two years ago, like 10 kind of, 10. Well, and you're kind of like, how's that possible? But you also play with dudes that have like a three seven and they win like 14 games every year. And you're like, we're always in the game when this guy pitches. Guys, some guys always get more run production than others too, like behind them from their offense. Like it's like weird, like for whatever reason, like there's just guys that get runs behind them. I saw this stat. They were talking about how Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. And among all Hall of Fame pitchers, he historically has like the least amount of run support in his starts. I think it was like in the upper threes where most guys were in the fours and fives for the run support. But he had a year when he was 40 in uh, 1987 where he led the league with an ERA at 276, led the league in strikeouts, led the league in all these different stats, but went eight and 16 and finished fifth in the Cy Young. And it just shows you how different we view baseball now that he most likely he struck at like 280 guys in 211 innings. Definitely would have probably been first or second in the Cy Young, but he went eight and 16. So he was fifth. Are you it's crazy now. Nolan Ryan doesn't right. know how to win games. He's got 324, but he Did has you say that about Nolan Ryan. <laughs> That's not what I said. This is again, misconstruing what I said. It It's very, I, I don't think that it applies across all pitchers uniformly, but I do think there are some dudes who just know how to keep the game close enough to help the team win. And I also think there's guys that like somehow you feel like every time they leave the mound, the game's tied. hundred percent. It's crazy, but it doesn't, you can't quantify it. And it doesn't make sense. But, and that's why like wins are dumb. Like win loss records are dumb. Like I feel like unless for like like Tom was saying with Cy Young and Nolan Ryan not getting it being eight and sixteen, like I feel like for this year, like no voters are gonna look at the win loss record unless someone has twenty plus wins. Like I feel like twenty is a big enough number that they're like, all right, this guy wins baseball games when he starts them. But other than that, they don't really care what your win loss is. Like I feel like ERA, whip, all that stuff's a lot more important well as you said wins are so much out of the pitcher's hand yeah 100 you can't control what run production you get you can't control so many facts that go into winning a game you can only control what you're doing on the mound case what in about point going, was the game what about that going the, in there and slapping the players on the ass well, slapping them on the ass and saying come well, on boss you can that's do that's what I, I said case in point when the brewers had the no hitter against the yankees for 10 innings and lost the game it's like come on guys just need one i need one out of you can I get can I give you a crazy stat on John Lackey? Of course. John Lackey only had two major league seasons with a losing record. It's kind of cr- how many years? 18, went, 20, 15, 15. Like forever. 15. He went 10, 10 and 16 one year and he went 10 and 13 one year in Boston. That was in 2013 when they were not uh, they were was that the year they were good? They were good. Yeah. He had a three and a half and he went 10 and 13. But every other year he was above 500 or five. He was 500 a couple of times. But that guy, that guy knew how to win baseball games. You know who else knows how to win baseball games? Bruce Bolt. Bruce Bolt. Bruce Bolt will help you win games. Okay. Bruce Bolt.us. You need a pair of batting gloves for fall ball? Check out the HAP series at BruceBolt.us. There's a baby blue pair. There's a white pair with some baby blue. They got the long cuff with the strap. 
crazy wraparound strap. They got the normal one like I wear. They have baseball pants. They got shorts. They got a lot of cool stuff on the website, BruceBall.us. For all of your baseball needs, go check it out. It was a little, we just got into a little tangent about pitchers and wins. You know, there's a guy that pitches sometimes and he also hits. He's done for the season and he's not officially fridging yet, but pretty close. Shohei Oblique. I think it's an oblique. Yeah, I saw that. Well, they, I saw like a tweet that said like Shohei's locker is cleared out at Angel Stadium, like likely done for season. I was like, if he's got any sort of injury at all, why wouldn't you just shut him down? He's already got the elbow. Yeah, I mean, at this like, point, why have him keep hitting? Yeah, at this point, you just just hey man, thanks. That's we're good. It's enough. But it is. I do. Okay, here's a couple questions. Let me follow up with a couple questions. I'm a good host. Do you think this affects his MVP chances? Should you be able to win the MVP if you haven't played a full, full season? I'm trying to think who else in the AL. Who else is he competing against? Well, he doesn't compete against anyone is the problem. Tom, who's, who's close? I feel like in the AL, there's really no one. Corey Seager's also missed time. Who else? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Shohei had the best. It doesn't matter. Like he's had the best season in the history of baseball up through August. I don't really care that he's going to miss like some time. Mm-hmm. It's Shohei. Yep. Season doesn't end in August, so I don't know. I just don't. I. You know what's hard? It's hard to say like the most valuable player in the game. You know. You know he's still got five hundred at bats, but like. He's going to play in 135 games. Like, he has 600. 135. He has 500 at bats while pitching. 600 at bats. Yeah. He played 135 games. I mean, his numbers are still ridiculous. He's still going to win the MVP. Okay. He's still going to win the MVP. (laughs) I'm just trying to make a little bit of a maybe, maybe not point. Give give someone else some hope. Try to throw a little hot take out there. Tom's just shitting on me. Yeah. Okay. It was really good. Yeah, 144 homers. He had 95 RBIs. He's going to lead the league in on-base slugging, OPS, OPS plus. 135 games is more than I thought he played, so yeah. Me too. Me too. He has 600 plate appearances. I think that's definitely enough. Yeah, it's basically one IL stint and a half. They have the odds right now for the AL MVP, and he's 2,000. So that's bet $10 to win $10.05. Corey Seager is the next closest at plus 2,200. So I think it seems like he's got a locked up. I'll look up the betting odds for the NL. Not going to bet it. Can't do that. The NL right now is Acuna's minus 550. Really? His, his numbers are Where's Mookie and Freddie? He's only as a hitter. He probably wins it just as a hitter. Where's Mookie and Freddie? Uh, yeah. Let me pull it up again. Sorry, I clicked away from it. Damn it, Tom. SeatGeek. I love SeatGeek. You love SeatGeek. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. We were talking about football for a while, but a lot of big games. It's September. We got 12 games left in the baseball season. Bunch of big games, bunch of good deals out there. Look for the green. 
Green dots, good deals, red means bad. Green good, red bad. Every ticket is backed by the buyer guarantee. SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. You got the hookup. Use code COMPOUND for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code COMPOUND. The link is in the description. Go to SeatGeek. Get your tickets today. Miss Scott's ad reads. See that? That was, that was me giving you time. That was professional hosting right there. I was giving you a little bit of time. Now you have the stats. Hit us with them. I don't have them. I need more time. What are you doing over there? What are you doing? <laughs> are you checked out, Tom? No. Dakota was like, what's the NL odds? What's the odds for the NL? We, we could talk about the NL MVP. You checked out, Tom. Is it because Zach's not here? Do you miss him? I'm it. Yes, yes, I'm not sure. Nine. Ever heard of him? He is sick homer the other day. Okay. That was a right. nuke. Are we, talk- are we talking about the NL MVP or are we moving on? This I'm pulling into it a dumpster up. fire. I'm pulling it up. NL MVP, Ronald Acuna minus 550. Mookie Betts plus 350. Somehow Matt Olson plus 10,000. I mean. I might take a flyer on Matt Olson. We can't talk about that, and I would never suggest anything, but Matt Olson is having an unbelievable season. Guy's going to hit, what does he have, 52, 52 I want to say right now. He's going to hit like 55 or more. He's going to have 130 RBIs. Like, holy shit. He's got a one dot. Why is Blake Snell such a big favorite over Justin Steele for Cy Young? I got that being wrong. That's a, I don't know. That's you give question. me Joe Justin Steele any day of the week. I think that that last outing just changed the odds a little bit. That's the stupid thing to me about AL and Cy Youngs is I feel like the later in the year, like one bad outing, and they're like, ah, not the Cy Young now. Or like what great outing? They're like looking like the winner. It's like yeah, you're not gonna look at every game he started. Yeah, and it's tough because like it's a it's kind of this like rolling vote for the writers, and like they do get very influenced at the end of the year. It feels like, but it should just be like, hey man, once the year's over, take a look at the stats. What's it feel like? Yeah, make the pick, and like to be the ace. Now, I think our I think our team record and like where we end up will affect some stuff but like if we end up in the playoffs and he's our ace pitching game one and like blake snell's team is out of the playoffs like i know that that has an impact on mvp sometimes like well this team wouldn't have been there without that person what do you think about that tom i mean i hear that argument but i don't know you give it to Blake Snow. You're off the pod. I like Justin's. I, I, you, I listen. I would. He's a friend of the program. I, you, true friend of the pod. Been on the pod. Um, You're the, lucky I had to blow my nose right there. I would have blew you up. I, I agree with you. The voters are too easily paid by the end of season performances that need to take in this the whole season to account. One bad start in September shouldn't mean the end of somebody's Cy Young campaign. But I do think Snell right now is in the driver's seat. But steel you're is- insane. I want half MVP, Justin Steele. Can I can I say that uh the snow second half or two thirds of the season that's going on right now is feeling a lot like not maybe not quite the same, but in a similar similar to the Jake Garrietta 2015 second half. Where he Man. just every time he goes out, he's like punching eight to ten and not giving any runs. 
I was just going to say, I'm looking up their stats. Jake was going a little deeper into games, maybe, but like, and maybe a no hitter in there. But I feel like the punchies are what's going to help Snell win. He's got 217 punchies in 167 innings with a 2 4 3 RA. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Steele's got 164 Ks in 165 innings. Only 35 walks, a lot of strikes, 270 RA, 1 1 whip, 16 and 4 record. Yeah. I mean, Steele's advantages are the walk rate, which I don't think people care that much about, unfortunately, and, which they should, but they don't. And then the wins, 16 wins. Those are the strikeouts are numbers. just everything to yeah. everyone. I mean, Snow, I just don't get that. I don't think strikeouts should matter. No. If your ERA people... is lower, who cares how you get them out? Yeah, why why people don't care about the ERA that much, but they care a lot about strikeouts. It's like, well, I just want you to get them out. They'll take the guy with a five that's striking out two an inning over the guy with a three that's getting just ground ball outs. Yeah, and I think I I think the other thing that's important in this Cy Young thing is innings. I think like innings should matter. I was about to it's crazy that Nell is the leader and he's at 167 innings. He's not even going to get to 200 innings. I mean, that used to be like the benchmark for a starter was you get to 200 innings and he's going to get, I mean, he's got what, probably three or four starts left at the most. He's going to get maybe two, maybe three. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to get maybe upper one eighties. His career is one eighty. So maybe he gets to that number again, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. They have a six man. I think they're running out of six man rotation, but maybe because Darvish is hurt now, they're running out of five man. So he'll make two, maybe three more. And I think Steely, Steely, I think Steely had to take one start off in the middle of the year. And, you know, so there's, he's at 165 or something. And, you know, he'll end up in a similar place, but like way more than his, he's ever thrown in his career. Like, but I do think like innings, like if you go out there and throw 220 or 230 innings, like that should matter too. Um, I feel like that doesn't happen anymore, though. Who does that? Guys don't do that anymore, really. How many is Cole going to throw this year? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know off the top of his. Oh my God, Tom! I'm just going to be my own research team over here. I got to do everything. He's at 192. He's at 192. That's an ace. I'm supposed to know Garrett Cole's innings pitched off the top of my head. If you're Yankees, that's your guy. If you're, you could at least be like. You could at least be like, hey, I'm going to say a couple words while I search it on my computer. You're just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't know what it is. <laughs> like, all right, I'll look it up. Leading, leading the league with 192. He'll make two more starts. And he'll get over 200 for the second straight year. And he's gone over 200. One, two, three, four, five. This will be the sixth time in his career. He's also so, a huge favorite to win the AL Cy Young. I didn't say yeah, that. But. And, and probably should. But, you know, that's... Pretty, pretty impressive, but you're right. People don't go like two, like two twenty isn't like a realistic number. Uh, except for Cole did go two twelve. This is most. We were looking up some old, some old school like, uh, like Fergie Jenkins stats and stuff. It's just like three hundred innings. <laughs> it's it's disgusting what some what people used to do. It's crazy. It's actually, gross. They would just go out there. Have you ever heard that Nolan Ryan story? Didn't we talk about it on here? Maybe not. They like took a mound visit with Nolan Ryan, and like I guess he was like slowing up, like didn't look good in the, in the game, like kind of struggling a little bit. And they came out to the mound. They were thinking of taking you out. He goes, "There's only one of us walking off this mound right now, and it's not going to be me." 
And he just tells the manager to turn out. He goes, okay, turns back around. Fantastic. Back he goes. Well, it, I was I knew Verlander had some crazy years, and I just want to say some of these numbers. We're talking a lot about pitching this episode. Verlander had 200, 201, 201 in, in seven and eight. Then he went 240, 224, 251, 238, 218, 206. That's insane. Took one year where he was a little, little banged up. Then he went 227, 206, and that's at uh, – 33 and 34 years old so just a pretty crazy amount of innings on that body uh he's it and he threw 223 last year as a 36 year old what is he right now he's 37 nope sorry he's 40 that was not last year a couple years ago his his baseball reference page is so long i had to scroll down more i thought it was over but it wasn't you know they got the you could look at what year it was inside Yes, I know, Tom. Oh, okay, Tom fires this isn't back. my job. My job is to talk. Your job is to research, but I'm doing both our jobs today. <laughs> you think Verlander could play like three more years? I think he's got two more on the thing. Because he's one. at 255. I was thinking that same thing, Dakota. Could he Could he get there somehow? He'd, like be the he'd, have, he's he'd have to get like 15. 15 a year, it would take him three more years of playing. I guess he's gonna go for it though, huh? Maybe that's what he's maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe, maybe we put him in the bullpen, you know, stick him in there in the fifth when you're up ten runs. Steal steal the win. He just steals wins for two straight years. Just like every time there's a tie game, he's coming in. Or just like your team scores a lot. <clears throat> the starter's doing great, but you're like, nope, we're putting in Justin in the fifth. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, he needs it. Dakota. Yes, sir. Season's over. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Excited to be done. Body tired? A lot of golf coming up. A lot of golf. I've golfed four times in the past week. Wow. Every other day. How's the how's the body? Body feels good. Arm body feels, feels good. good. Body good. feels great. I'm a freak athlete. Come are on. you going to Detroit this weekend? Um I forget when I was going to see him. I gotta see their schedule. You're still doing that. I'm planning on it. They play. Are you gonna, are you gonna they be don't Chicago play at home till end of September. Are you gonna be in Chicago this weekend? I could make that happen. I could definitely stop. Did you Chicago say you were gonna come to Wrigley? Let's see. When do you guys? Thursday. I'm golfing in Cincy, place you know very well. You're all over. I the could place. always go from that to Wrigley. Make a little crazy day trip. I mean, we're here through the end of the week, but then then you don't come that's back. Last, I, that's our last homestand. Play the Pirates and the Rockies. Let's see. Thursday Pirates, 740. I might be able to make that work. I could probably fit you in my schedule. Hey, you I could probably fit you in. I'm a busy you guy. Just let me know. All right. You got a jersey for me? I got a jersey for you. I got one waiting. I- I will be the grown man wearing another grown man's jersey. That was my hope. I also need you, shout out Bruce Bolt again, that golf glove. I need you to sign that at some point because I have the one with the Chicago colors on it. I'm never wearing that because I'd never want it to get dirty ever. It looks way too cool. And if I rip it golfing, I'll be so sad. You know, we can get you another one of those, right? But I just, I, I have two of them. I wear the other colored one when I golf. 
but the the nice one with the Chicago colors, I got to keep that nice. I got to keep it clean. You know who else loves that glove is Danny Mueller. Does he? Loves it. It's sick. Can't get enough of the Bruce Bolt glove. It's literally like your glove. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, people should go check that out on the uh, BruceBolt.us. This is, put put it this way, and if let's just say these next two games don't go well and you need a rally, I'll be in Wrigley on Thursday. You'll be in there. Either way, probably still be there. Wait, it's a sod today. Who starts tomorrow? No way you know that. Steely, I think. Damn it. I was going to say if Steel's Thursday, I'll for sure be there. No, it's tie on tomorrow. Steel's Thursday. Huh. <laughs> Might have to come see my boy. Well, and you, of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, I think it's going Assad Steel Hendricks. Well, on the score app, it says Assad Tyone Steel. Insider info, though. On the MLB app, it says Assad. Assad Steele Hendricks. I'll come watch Carl. He's nasty. Real quick. Playoff. Mm-hmm. Playoff baseball. Is this the first this is the first year of tiebreakers? This is the first year we're not playing 163. Tom. I believe so. I mean, you guys played in 163, what, two years ago? Three years ago? That was 18. It's a sneaky four, four years five years ago. Oh my God. Five oh years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I think I think this is the first year of it because I think it came in with the balanced schedule, but there's no game 163. If you're tied, it goes to a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker starts with ooh. what? I like I like game 163. I'm booing it. I, I like game 163. Like- I'm with Tom. I like 163 as well. Okay, well, why don't you let me explain it to the people before you give your opinions, Tom? All right. You just gave a Jeez. boo. Yeah, it was a subtle boo. Uh, I thought you were trying to tell me something. Boo. The, the so it's head-to-head record. After he's saying boo like he's a ghost. Yeah. After head-to-head record, there's I don't there's like 20 things that determine it. And I think it is run differential one of them. I don't even know. It's got to be. It's head-to-head record, and then there's a bunch of other shit. I'm not really worried about the other shit because. Is that wishful thinking, record, hoping run differential is one of them? Well, maybe. Our head-to-head <laughs> record, we're not tied with anybody. We're, we're We are determined head-to-head with all the other wildcard teams already. So not really important for us. What is it, Tom? I have the record. I have the tiebreakers. It's head-to-head record, uh, intra-division record, inter-division record, uh, last half of intra-league games, last half of intra-league games plus one. Don't know what the difference between those two are. Uh, Those are the first five, they say. I don't know what goes beyond past those five. Yeah, so really you just need to worry about the yeah, you really just need to worry about the first one, uh, which is head to head record. And then if your team is head to head tie with somebody else, you can figure it out. But the cubbies aren't. So the cubbies we I think we only hold the tiebreaker over the Giants. I think that's it. I think it really why can't we get one sixty three? Why? As our PA rep, why? You know why? Because you can't play 163 because you only get one off day and then you go right into the wild card and they have to play three wild card games now. So there's more playoff games. So they said, fuck it. We're not doing we're not doing 163. And there could there could be multiple 163s, too. That's the hard part when you have three. That's the best. Like we could. But like, how do you determine? So we could have like, don't know. Four teams are tied for that last spot. Did two teams play each other and then two teams play? It's a round. I would play a round robin in. If four teams are tied, then 
we just got to cancel the season because that got too crazy. It's also it's I also, can live with that risk. It's so like under the the rare situation where four teams were tied for one wild card spot. Yeah. What an absolutely electric day of baseball that oh. would be to like two teams play each other. Like it's a double header and we're going to do it. It's going to be a round robin. Like they're five or like you're going to go, you're going to play two games in a row where you have like 163, 164 to get in. But instead we're just going to go tie, tiebreaker. You guys are done. I got, if there's four teams, neutral site, it's like a little league tournament. The first two play game one, next yep. two play game two. Winners play at night under the lights. <laughs> yep. Kind of electric. Sing, You're telling me that's elimin- not doing numbers on TV? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Sing, single elimination. Doing numbers. But then the other two teams play the consolation game. Yes, to get the third spot. For absolutely nothing. Wait. You know how you know no, how I've, when you I've confused kid, myself you played the consolation game for like third place, but like it meant literally nothing. Yes. Like, okay, yeah, you guys are gonna play a 10, and you're like, well, I don't want to. Why are we doing that? That was the fun. best part or worst part is that the consolation game was like 8 a.m. They're like, Oh, we made it. I'm like, I'm good. Like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. If we're not playing for first, I don't need it. Uh, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see because the NL playoff race is pretty banana land, and then the Yankees that's are going to come back and tie it up. So that's going to be crazy. But the the NL race is gonna gonna be tight down to the end. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how people react if there is a tiebreaker situation. Uh, I mean, four teams within one game of each other: Diamondbacks, you guys, Reds, Marlins, and then the Giants are just two back. Crazy. The Padres are kind of. Padres are kind of sneaking into the talks a little bit, going a little New York Yankees on us, kind of out of nowhere. Yep, they're not out of it. it it's just, you know, it's everything's tight. There's, I mean, the Mar, I think the Marlins swept the Braves. Uh, yes, Marlins did sweep the Braves, and then the Braves just lost to the Phillies as well. Did you see? Oh, friend of the pod, did you see Schwarber's homer yesterday? Oh my god! What, what was you it? Four eighty three. If you haven't been to that stadium uh, in Atlanta. Is it Truist still, or did they change it again? I think it's Truist now. I think they you, just changed that, it to Truist. I could be that wrong. Park, that park in Atlanta, there's like the chop house in right, and then like there's a wall, and then some bleachers, and then a chop, the chop house, and then the roof of the chop house, and then he hit it over all of it. And that is way back. I mean, way back. He's a freak. Like, he trying to think do you think anyone i could see stanton like someone on their a swing fastball at 100 miles an hour right where you want it a swing who hits at the furthest of the mlb schwarber's got to be up there that is a hilarious hypothetical question that you just asked (laughs) i'm just saying like (laughs) max distance who's got uh, max distance that's just the most bananas hypothetical i mean That's that's a fair question Probably Stanton, like he's hit a ball out of Dodger Stadium. All right, fair enough. You choose a non-friend of the pot. I I say Schwarber because I Schwarber ride with our guests. Big ones, though. He's he's. I think he's played in every game for them this season. Schwarber. Mm-hmm. That's sick. He's played in one. Have, it looks it looks like he's played in one forty nine. Have you? He has 120 walks, which is hilarious. He's got 45 home runs and 99 RBIs. Have you played her again? No, I haven't played in two or three. Ah. 
Sorry. I, I couldn't remember, and I, I didn't know how many games there had been. Gorber's going to hit 46 last year, 45 this year, so he'll hit 46, 46 plus. Guy's hitting 197 with a 123 OPS. Like, that's – he's like breaking baseball. That doesn't make any sense. He, he's he's, gonna... he is new age baseball. He's literally proving to all the data people, like, yep, this is what you want. Like he's super he's productive. 197, but he hits nothing but homers. He's got a three, he's got a 345 on base. So he's leading off with a 345 on base. Yeah, he walks he's a ton. Eight, he's got an 824 OPS. And <laughs> he's got 99 RBIs. Like, what the fuck else do you want from the guy? Like, is that the argument that he also stole 10 bags last year. He's done zero this year, but 10 last year. Just sneaky. But if if you're, you know, if if your knock was, well, he doesn't hit for average, so he doesn't drive in run. Like, he has 99 RBIs. So, well, and it's more you can just counter with, well, he's o- his OBP is 345. So what, what do I care if he's hitting 250 with a 345 OBP or 197 with a 345 OBP? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. It is crazy when you look at his stats, though, and it's like, you know, the new age hitting of like, oh, launch the ball. Like, we don't care if you strike out, like hit homers. Like, it's kind of working. It's kind of working. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> He's doing he, it. But the thing is, he also, like we just said, has a great eye. Like, he works yeah. walks. He's not someone that just swings at everything and has bad at bats. Like, he works counts. That's why he's a good leadoff. Yeah, the reason why he has a lot of punch outs because he gets deep in a lot of counts. Yeah. Hundred percent. His stats are crazy, though. Crazy. All right. One last thing I want to talk about before we before we hit it offseason trades because there's some rumors swirling about Trout. There's rumors that have floated about Pete Alonso. There's rumors that have floated about Juan Soto. Are we going to see a bunch of people get traded this offseason? What's it going to do with the free agent market? Not a lot of free agent options. So the trade guys get more valuable. People are like, ooh, we can rebuild our team with some trades. The teams wait on free agents. That's kind of that's kind of a crazy thing. I think... remember when we saw it in 18, remember when the Marlins traded away oh, their whole outfield plus Real Muto? And then <laughs> yeah. everybody was like, hey, we don't need any players because we just traded for them. I think as long as Otani signs somewhere else, which I think there's a very high chance of that, I think Trout gets traded. I think the Angels just move on. Like, not move on from Mike Trout because he's Mike Trout, but just kind of like, all right, it hasn't worked. Like, it's been a long time and it hasn't worked. Like, let's let him go somewhere. We'll get some prospects back. Like, hopefully he can go to a contender. I don't know if I see Soto getting traded. That's a lot of money. Very good player, but that's just a lot of money, and I, I don't see them trading him yet. And I don't think Alonzo gets traded either. I don't think those two go anywhere. I'd be very surprised because really? they're still, what, 25, 26? Alonzo might be a little older, but. Can I give you my uh, my Pete Alonzo might get traded theory? Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. David Stearns just got hired over there. He was with Milwaukee. Been great for them. Built an unbelievable franchise over there with some really good, uh, really good players. Also traded Josh Tater at the deadline last year. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to trade somebody now. Josh and Hader. All due respect to Josh Hader, that's not Pete Alonzo. It's a closer versus your three-hole hitter. Yeah, but it was a closer with, you know, 
two years of control. And you got Pete Alonso as a free agent after next year. You're the Mets. Like, you're going to pay him, right? Are you? <laughs> you're doing the same thing you were doing, like, when you said Shohei's not going to win Hail MVP. You're just trying to <laughs> trying to stir the pot. <laughs> I'm stirring it. I'd be very surprised to see Soto or Alonzo traded. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. I don't know if I don't. Maybe all three of those guys don't get traded. That's also, you know, what's the funny thing about rumors? The opposite's a very real possibility is that none of those guys get moved. Do you think? End of the day, do you think Trout gets traded though? I think he actually does. I think someone finds a way to get him. I think you're right. If so, if uh, Shohei doesn't sign back, I think they probably have to. Or if the Phillies go and get him somehow, guys from Philly. I might be wagering on baseball then and betting it all on Phillies to win the World Series. Tom, you with me? As Tom's a, muted. Tom's muted. He's called it a show. As we talked about last week, I'm still uh, cautiously optimistic the Yankees might get him, even if it's literally the most Yankee move of all time and could blow up in their faces. Let's do it. Let's do it anyway. We'll ride that train. Come on. I'm willing to die with Mike Trout. Let's let's. See, that's a good guy to go down on the ship with. But wouldn't you rather they go and pay Shohei in free agency than trade to get Trout? Yeah, but I, Shohei, again, last time was not looking at any uh, East Coast teams. Yeah. So, unless he's changed his mind about playing on the East Coast. It just seems like. I heard, he's, I heard he's a big fan of the Midwest. Uh, I heard he went on Lake Michigan one time. Loved it. Loved his trip. Uh, Love the city of Chicago. It's just what I'm hearing. So my sources Yankee, are telling me the Yankees were over there scouting. Uh, what's the Japanese pitcher's name? Oh, yeah. yeah, the they Cashman went personally to go see him, supposedly. So the, the, yeah, I saw that video of Cashman sitting in the front row. <laughs> you can imagine all the GMs over there with foam fingers on, like, yeah, <laughs> we love you. That'd actually be so funny. Uh, that's just what I think of when I think of like all those guys go and sit in front row to watch the Tokyo Giants or was that who was playing? Was it was that it was at the Tokyo Dome, right? I think it was. E R C E R C Tom, say it with me. E R C E R C E R C way to get involved. Employee retention credit is a government tax incentive that helps small businesses. Um, get back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. If you're a business owner and you had five to 50, five to 500, sorry, five to 500 W2 employees who continued uh, to pay taxes and employee staff during the pandemic, recover your payroll taxes you overpaid, okay, as a refund. You're going to get up to $26,000 per employee. Omega's the number one best ERC company. Number one for getting your ERC funds back. Don't miss out on your small business tax credit, even if you get a PPP loan. 800-643-CUBS or visit Small Biz Cashback. That's with a Z. Small Biz with a Z. Cashback.com slash Cubs for a free consultation. A little bit of a tough one for me today on that, Tom, but that's okay. Okay. Not as bad as Scotty Efros did last week. So hey, Scotty did his best. He tried hard. 
He tried hard. He he went into full robot mode when he read the the Bruce Bolt ad. He legit said, I'm going to read it as if I'm Ian Happ. And he read it line by line, sentence by sentence, like uncomfortable to listen to. It was like he was standing in front of the class and they told him to read something he had never seen before. Yeah, he had, he had popcorn reading. <laughs> and he was just... Scotty loved it. You know he did. Scotty got up for popcorn reading. 100%. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I bet he was the first one. He was begging for it. <laughs> just can I can I just preempt that I don't like my screen time yesterday and I'm just going to I'm just want to say a few things about it. If it's I was in not the car higher than mine. I'm gonna I was pissed. in the car and I went down so yesterday we had an off day. I drove down to Bourbonnet which is where Connect is Connect Coffee, Connect Roasters. Uh and that's about an hour drive each way. There's a podcast that I like, but it hadn't come out on the podcast app. It had just come out on the YouTube. So I listened to it in the car, but that meant the YouTube was open for the entirety of my drive. So I don't like, and then I also, uh, I also woke up. I kind of tried to go, I tried to go to sleep, didn't really sleep. And then there was a minute where I was on my phone there, which I didn't like about myself either. So I'm just going to say, that I don't like my screen time. There's a lot of reasons why, but I also want to say that Connect's new coffee shop in Bourbonnet is really cool. And it was awesome to see. And Dakota, you were there in 2020 when we first got Connect in and everything started. And now that they have a coffee shop and a can cold brew, it's like been a really cool full circle thing over the last couple months. That went from you just finding every excuse in the book for a high screen time to plug in Connect Coffee. I was a really that was cool a crazy, thing I got to do yesterday. That was a crazy segment that just went on. Yeah, buddy. it was a really cool thing I got to do yesterday, right? Tell me your screen time. Well, whose screen time brought this back? Come I'll on, tell you after I can't you do the job for you. Time. I'm All doing right? the job for you here. I'll tell you after you tell me your screen time. 528. If yours is lower, <laughs> then you gave that oh whole speech. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is yours? Tom? Tom? It's 23. What? What? 623. Oh, I didn't hear the first number. I just I just heard 23. Like, I heard 23. I got 23 hours, Tom. Sloan's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. Companies at the forefront of the green building movement and provide smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions. Get a uh, little faucet, a little flush meter, a little sink system, a little soap trencher, whatever you need. Whatever you need, visit Sloan.com today. Uh, Sloan screen time. I talked my screen time up a lot. Okay, maybe that was just a whole ploy to talk about connector roasters at 459. That's not 459. Even that bad. But do you see the two hours I was on the Google Maps? The two hours of travel? That's not even that bad. Did you see? Can you see on mine, my Sunday, how high the bar is? Wait, 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 wait. I need to see that. That's because I had pitched on Saturday and I was down Sunday. So I had my phone in the bullpen watching oh my God. Red Zone. That was almost a 10. We were watching Red Zone for three hours in the bullpen. You almost hit a double digit. I know. It's a long day. Tommy, you have anything else to say to the people? Do you want to do you Yankees tell them, 12 and 0? Do you want to tell them something? You when say, we come back a week from now, Tom, and they've won seven straight, oh, you're going to be chomping at the bit to record. 
You know, the one thing I would like people to do, I was looking at our Apple podcast reviews. Not a lot of podcasts. You know, we used to always say the, what was it? Subscribe, likes. What was it? You guys had the whole saying? Let's do that again. I think we need like more. subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah. And we need people to leave some ratings, you know, leave some positive reviews for us over on Apple podcasts. If you like us. We're not getting enough reviews. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it never hurts to get more, you know? All right. Love that. Let's get the people always, out always there. Working. Let's get people out there. We, five-star review. Tweet it at us. Five-star review. Tweet it at us. Tom will retweet it after you tweeted it at us. Tom? Yep. You'll do that? He'll do, do that. that for the people. He'll do oh. that for the people. That's episode 176 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go get your Parse at Benny's local liquor store. Ask about Parse. Eight-year, 12-year. Go get it. Episode 173. Six, one seventy six. See you next week. <laughs> Just three off.